Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. There's got to be a there's got to be a better way to situate this uh, the the camera so it's not like some weird. I got to push the button. It's Rob Zakari, Rob Zakari show. We are live, but there's got to be a way. I, you know, I think I'm going to have to uh, this weekend go out and get a iPad. I know somebody had suggested that when we first started this uh this whole periscope experiment because next monday don't forget guys uh, monday we uh, uh switch times we will officially be on at uh, 7 p.m west coast time and that's 10 p.m on the east coast so our first official show will actually be um, debate after coverage. So that will be kind of neat. We will be discussing uh, the debate and uh, what happened and so forth and so on. So that will be good. But I'm definitely going to get the iPad thing going. That way we don't have to deal with the whole uh, me putting the finger on the on the uh the button. I mean it's a pain in the ass. All right, so I'm over. Well, I'm not over, but discussing the riots and protests and so forth and so on in uh, Charlotte um, it's just getting too frustrating. <laughs> it's it is watching the coverage and uh, listening to um, the Angela Rays and the Don Lemons and Charles Blows. It, it, it's 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 just too it's too frustrating. It's too frustrating. It's too frustrating. Last night they had a curfew that, of course, no one followed. And uh, the um, National Guard and the police and SWAT and everybody that was involved um, basically figured if we uh, show enough force, it's it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of like a double. It's a it's a it's a double kind of conversation. On one side, you have people asking the Black Lives Matter terrorists, 
why last night was not as purge-like than the night before. And they say, well, that's because um, the police were not uh, as militarized and they were more respectful and they didn't show a aggressive posture towards people. Talk to officials and you say, why do you think last night wasn't as uh, purge-like the night before? And they say, well, because there were more of us. So it's funny, uh, listening to both sides try to explain why last night was not like the night before. Now, I don't like to disagree with my Black Lives Matter friends, but it's obvious that when there are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of National Guard and SWAT and police prepared and ready for individuals trying to throw reporters into fires, things are not going to descend into chaos. And also, when you actually have some leaders from the community going, hmm, maybe it doesn't look too good for these individuals to be beating up reporters, breaking windows, lighting things on fire, beating people up, shooting each other. Maybe that doesn't help our cause. And so in turn, you have some people from the community actually step up And say, hey, guys, we're not going to achieve anything by trying to kill reporters. So, you have what you had last night. As we speak, there is a video that's been released by the wife or girlfriend of the individual that was shot in Charlotte. But I guess this video existed and it is being watched on television right now. So I can't comment on it. I only saw the first minute of the police telling the individual to put the gun down. Put the gun down. Get out of the car. Unlock the car. Put the gun down. Now remember, the individual in the Charlotte shooting, the police officer, is black. The chief of police is black. This isn't a white police officer or a white police 
force running around the streets of Charlotte looking for black people to kill. This is, as Angela Ray from CNN describes it, systemic oppression. Systemic oppression. Now let's put that uh, on a shelf for a minute. Let's put that on a shelf for a minute. Because as you know, I have talked about it on this program before. Countless times. And I will talk about it one more time because I have more information that bolsters what I think as far as police shootings and things that happen. Rather, it's the FBI or DEA. When we claim everything that happens is racism, you diminish what racism is. When you have to pull Halloween costumes for sale because they're deemed racist, you diminish what true racism is. Everything that offends you is labeled racist, Islamophobe, homophobe, xenophobe. You diminish what legitimately is racist, Islamophobe, xenophobe, homophobe. And somehow, this notion that someone just being stupid or someone being incompetent, someone being ignorant, is never factored to any of these equations. Now, last night, The Tulsa DA filed charges against Betty Shelby. Yes, good old Betty Shelby. Degree manslaughter. First degree manslaughter. Betty Shelby was charged with. And as they dig through more of who Betty Shelby is, a picture is now emerging of somebody who did not get out of bed, get into her car, go to the police station, get her uniform on, get her gun, and then decide, I'm going to go hunting for black people. Instead, it was in a 
incompetent woman who had no business being a police officer, but because in 2016, we have put ourselves in such a place that there is no background checks. There is no weeding out the trash. There is no weeding out the incompetence. Because especially in the case of a woman, if you do that, you're sexist. But it's obvious that this woman had no business being a police officer. Now, guys, Tulsa, Oklahoma, has a history of giving guns and badges and the authority to people who have no business possessing these things. Something that hasn't really been brought up, but I will bring it up, and maybe some other news outlets will bring it up. Like I said, when you start talking about these things and start flushing out the dots, as I like to call them, and with those dots, we connect those dots. And if you connect these dots, you're not going to come up with a systemic racist organization in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where white police officers are hunting blacks. No. You're going to come up with systemic incompetency. Now, remember the name Robert Bates? Remember him? No, you don't remember him, but that was Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was a, I think, 70-year-old man. 65-year-old man. Basically, somebody who had no business having a gun and a badge. He was a volunteer deputy. He was a volunteer deputy. Actually, he was somebody that wanted to play cop. And because he gave money to whatever police fund is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they basically let him play police officer. And during an undercover drug sting, as police officers were arresting a suspect, Robert Bates was part of this operation 
he accidentally shot accidentally shot the suspect. He thought when he pulled out his gun it was his taser. And in turn when he shot the suspect you heard him say oh man sorry you hear him on camera you hear him on body cam I messed up now that wasn't racism that wasn't an individual getting up in the morning saying I'm going to hunt black people It was somebody who had no business having a gun and a badge and being able to roam the streets playing cop. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So this same police force this this same city this same individuals from the Tulsa Oklahoma area employed a woman who had a restraining order put on her by her husband's or her ex-husband's new wife because Betty Shelby would make threatening and harassing phone calls. As far as I'm concerned, that disqualifies you from being a police officer. Like I've said before, I'm 43. When I was 16, I wanted to be a cop. I wanted to work in the FBI. I wanted to work in the DEA. I wanted to work in law enforcement. And when I was 16, I was told that you had to have a pristine, pristine background to the point where You couldn't even have family that had been in trouble. You couldn't even have family that was suspect of anything. Because if your dad was a criminal, or your mom was a criminal, or your brother was a criminal, they would be afraid that you would not be able to do your job adequately, or at least you would be compromised. Back when I was 16, you even had to have a two-year degree. Now, when I say had to, of course it wasn't a requirement. But when you're sitting in a room and you're taking the exam with 50 or 60 other people, And there's only 10 spots 
that are open on the Rochester Police Force, they're not looking through those 50 applicants and taking the individuals who barely passed high school. But here we are in 2016, and you literally... can have domestic abuse charges and still be a police officer. So like I've said before, not everything, not everything is racism. Not everything is racism. And when you label everything racism, you diminish the things that are actually racist. When you scream racism about a Disney Halloween costume, and say, oh, that's a racist costume, that's a Samoan, Hawaiian, what? What are you talking about? That's racism. You use the words racism and sexism over and over and over and over and over again. Eventually, people go, yeah, 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 sure. And that's why the Tulsa situation is fascinating because you have a woman. So, of course, if you criticize too much, you're a sexist. You have somebody with a past that shows that she's unstable. And then you have a police department. That seems to not do a good job of vetting police officers. And they're not looking for the best and the brightest. They're just looking for warm bodies. So not only does Betty Shelby have... a restraining order filed against her, or a restraining order filed against her. For harassing phone calls. She also has a restraining order where her and an ex-boyfriend traded... Traded vandalism crimes. So her and a boyfriend broke up, and each of them trashed each other's car. 
And they both filed restraining orders against each other. Now, was that eventually tossed out of court? Yeah. Was the protective order eventually denied? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is these are red flags. These are red flags with an individual that you're putting a gun in her hand, a badge, and giving her the authority to arrest people, to use judgment to fire a weapon, when to give somebody a ticket, when to pull someone over, when to do anything that involves authority over another individual. And rather, uh, Betty Shelby had charges dropped against her or a restraining order denied. The fact that she was involved in situations that otherwise would disqualify somebody just in the grand scheme of life. I mean, I'm not exactly a, you know, poindexter. <laughs> Such an old phrase. I'm not exactly a, a, a you know, walk the straight line type of person. You know, I, I've had my fair share of issues, and, and I've been around my fair share of people that have had issues, but never once have I ever sat there and went, hmm, I'm going to go and vandalize my ex's car. Mm-mm. I mean, that's that's just such an unhinged thing to do. It really is. It's such an unhinged thing to do. I'm going to go and, and, and key my girlfriend's car. She was so mean to me. It's just, it's just an unhinged thing to do. So when you take all of these things into account, the concept of racism is not on the top of the list. It's on the bottom of the list. It doesn't even, as far as I'm concerned, exist on the list. Shelby. Betty Shelby is an incompetent, mentally unstable individual. An incompetent, mentally unstable individual who was hired by a police department who has no problem giving guns and badges to other mentally unstable individuals. And I do consider when you hit 70 or or 72 years old, parts of your brain 
go into decline, which would make you mentally unstable. And this police department has no problem with giving old people guns and badges and let them go play cops and robbers. And when that happens, they don't realize that what they're pulling out of their holster is a gun and not a taser, i.e., i.e. So we have to use racism for when there really is racism. And we have to point to incompetence. When the incompetency level is at about a thousand, because it's obvious that the incompetency level was at uh, a, a, a billion involving Betty Shelby. About a, about, a, about a billion. And she was the only one that pulled the revolver out. Everyone else had tasers. She had her gun. She fired her gun while another officer fired a taser. He probably looked at her after and went, what, what are you, what the hell's wrong with you? I was scared. Well, then why are you even a cop? Well, I don't know. You seem like the type of person that would vandalize an ex's car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you, Robert Bates's daughter? Are you Robert Bates's daughter? You must be Robert Bates's daughter. You you gotta be Robert Bates's daughter. This guy's doing four years, so he'll be in prison along with Betty Shelby. So it's not racism; it's incompetency, which then in turn brings us to the good old FBI. Like I said, man, instead of rushing to judgment on police shootings, okay, instead of rushing to judgment, let the facts play out. For some reason, as it pertains to Muslims and Islam and terrorism, You have to slow walk to the point where you're not even crawling. As it pertains to those things, you have to walk like a turtle. You literally have to walk like a turtle. But when it comes to the police shootings, 
you sprint. You're Hillary Clinton, you sprint. You scream. You're Angela Ray, you scream. But when it comes to Muslims, Islam, we need to know all the facts. You can't condemn immigrants. You can't condemn Islam. This individual's an American citizen. This individual. Okay. <laughs> okay. But if you let the facts play out, seeing a bigger picture. So we have a bigger picture involving Tulsa and a history of incompetence. And I've said from day one that the FBI under this administration just might not be in the bag for Hillary Clinton. Just might not be. Just might not be. There there might not be secret deals with James Comey, James Comey's brother, and the Clinton Foundation. It just might be that the FBI under Barack Hussein Obama suffers from incompetency. Extreme incompetency. New information that has just been released is that Ahmad Ramami has a sister, Aziza Ramami, and Aziz lives with the family above the fried chicken shop. And on her Facebook, back in 2014, she was praising different terrorists. Now again, this Ahmad Rami was on the radar when the father said, hey, my son's a terrorist. And the FBI went, hmm, what did he do? He stabbed his brother. He stabbed a family member. Well, let's get some history on this fella. Oh, wow. Okay. So he went to, well, he's, he's been traveling back and forth to Pakistan. Okay. They're You know what? Let's do a little bit more probing. And if they did a little bit more probing, they would have saw that the sister on Facebook posted. If defending ourselves is terrorism, then let history be witness that we are terrorists. Ah. (laughs) Ah. 
I mean, if the FBI would have done their job just a little, just a little, if the FBI would have done their job like they used to do back in the 80s with the mafia, they would have got this guy. They would have got this guy. You know, when you listen to the liberals like Chris Matthews and the rest of these inflamers, they act as if the only thing that has happened is that Adnan was born overseas, is Islamic, and might have, might have looked at websites that show you how to make bombs. I mean, to watch them defend the FBI, defend Obama, and say, well, how do you stop this living in a free society? You can't stop this living in a free society. Unless you're going to take people's rights away, you can't stop. What are you talking about? There's so many flags. There's so many flags. Again, the mafia. Okay? And we're talking about thousands of members. Is the mafia still around today? Sure. But it's, I, I don't know, as big as a, as a, as a pinhead. The mafia as we know it today is gone. Why? Because some low-level whatever gets picked up for drugs, and to get out of uh, a, a drug charge, he goes, hey, you know, I'm also a runner for XYZ. You know, we have a big booking operation in Queens, I got about 75 people that I deliver money to. And instantly the FBI goes, hmm, very interesting. And they investigate. They investigate from picking up a, a low-level Goomba who's got a couple ounces of Coke on him, who then tells them about a bookmaking operation that he delivers money for. And that gets the ball rolling. And before you know it, they have 24-hour surveillance on the Genovese family, the Gambino family, the Bonanno family, go to Philadelphia, uh, skinny Joey Marlino. The list goes on and on. Now, you got, first off, you got people born in Pakistan. Born in Afghanistan, immigrating to the United States when the left goes, yeah, but he was seven years old. Stop. Just stop. Okay? Just stop. Stop. You immigrate here, and you still have family members in hot, hot, hot spots of terror, and you're going back and forth to these hot spots? 
don't give me whoa, what he, he was he came here when he was young. Just stop. And you know you you know you're just you're just saying this stuff because it makes Obama and everybody around him look complicit in what has been going on for seven and a half years. If you look at FBI and mafia investigations or ecstasy rings, uh, you know, uh, drug rings, bookmaking operations, Ponzi schemes, Martha Stewart, <laughs> Teresa and Joe Gadoichi. If you look at the things that launched investigations that put all these people and all these organizations behind bars and compare that to Ahmad Rami or the Orlando terrorist or the San Bernardino terrorists or Fort Hood, All of these terror attacks should never have happened because there was more evidence to open up lengthy investigations into these situations than there was to put any of the people and any of the organizations that I listed. When you have a sister going on social media saying, yeah, that terrorist I'm a te- you're a terrorist are you kidding me I mean this is somebody that that would post pro terrorist propaganda pictures sayings Praising the Muslim Brotherhood. Talking about no to democracy. No to secularism. This was all out there in plain sight. And the FBI said, we had no reason to lock him up. But nobody said lock him up. You investigate. You do what you did to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Italian-Americans. What? (laughs) I mean, the FBI, listen, the FBI went after John Gotti's son, not once, not twice, but three times. They kept getting hung juries, uh, mistrials, not mistrials, but where the jury said, hey, we're deadlocked. The FBI, the government said, all right, we're going to do it again. Same outcome. The FBI said, we're going to do it again. Same outcome. That's amazing. That's amazing. And yet, under this president, the FBI 
has a treasure trove. A treasure trove. Treasure trove. Of information. And they go, eh, you know what? I mean, they didn't even interview Rama. They didn't even interview Rami. Nothing. It's just um, it's 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 just amazing. It's just amazing. It really is. I mean, the guy even has jihadi videos on his YouTube page. And then footage from one of his siblings showing Rami exploding a container in his backyard. Guys, do you realize that you cannot put a picture of boobs? Okay, on Facebook without getting your account shut down. You can't put video on YouTube of a girl performing a Lewinsky. Okay? Try to put up a video of a Lewinsky and see what happens to your YouTube account. To your YouTube account. There is a filter, okay? There is a filter. Don't ask me how this filter is done. Don't ask me how the process is done. But we damn well know, and again, it's because of this president, it's because of this administration, it's because of Valerie Jarrett, Uh, I I, I mean, the list goes on of all the people that have to take the blame. But there are programs that filter out boobs and pornography and things of that nature. They don't have a room that has 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 people that sit around all day scanning YouTube for boobs and porn. They don't. Somehow they have programs. I don't know how it is. We probably will never know, at least during this president's uh, final four months. But they have programs that they've created that set off pings. Or red flags to individuals from within the company that then shut accounts down. And with that being said, it is very simple for all of these companies to set up the same type of systems to ping and red flag any program or any, uh, you know, video or post or anything of that nature 
that is of Islamic propaganda and then filter it even more to the point of violent and jihadi type imagery or language. Very simple. It's very simple. For Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, But again, if the FBI would have done their job, and apparently, just like in Tulsa, the authority running wild with incompetency, they would have stopped Rami before any of this would have happened. And to watch the left pretend none of this information is out there. And the only way to stop these types of attacks, because of course Ahmad was an American citizen, is to take away Americans' rights because you would have to go after people's thoughts. And that's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. Rami took multiple trips to Afghanistan and Pakistan. And the trips were to places in Afghanistan and Pakistan that were just hotbeds. Hotbeds. Of terrorist training and activity and so forth and so on. The kid served three months in prison for attacking his mom and stabbing his brother. The father said he was a terrorist. You have the sister who's posting on Facebook that she is a terrorist. You have YouTube videos of Ahmad blowing things up in his backyard and other explosions and other jihad. And the FBI either missed it because they're incompetent or they purposely were complicit. It's amazing that this is where we are under the Obama administration. All of those facts are downplayed. We're told in order to stop jihad and things of this nature, you have to take away individual rights. And the situation in Tulsa is all about race, even though 
there are so many red flags that point to Betty Shelby just being incompetent and mentally unstable and a police department that has a history not of racism as systemic oppression, but as systemic incompetency. A police department that has no standards. A police department that doesn't seem to care who they give a gun and a badge to. And that's the problem. That's the problem. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about a topic that nobody's talking about because we've had the purge in Charlotte, North Carolina. So the media gets a easy out. They do. They got an easy out. And now it's Friday. And, of course, we have the debates coming up Monday. But when we come back, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite uh, sex predator. No, 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 not Bill Clinton. Not Bill Clinton. Talking about Anthony Weiner. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back. It's the Rob Scary Show. Build the wallet, just got ten feet strong. Build the wallet, just 
Show. We are uh, live. Don't forget, you guys can follow us on Twitter. You could follow us on uh, Facebook. You could follow us uh, on uh, YouTube. We have, we have a YouTube channel. And of course, uh, you go to the Rob Zakari Show.com, the Rob Zakari Show.com, and you can link to everything. That is on there, robzacarryshow.com. And there's a whole bunch of ways you can listen to this program. A whole bunch of ways. One way is by going to Spreaker. So if you go to Spreaker, if you go to Spreaker, you can uh, listen to the program. 
we have um, all sorts of uh, past shows and um, things of that nature. You could also go to Blog Talk Radio. You can go there. And then my favorite way to listen to this program, the Roger Carey Show, is iHeartRadio. Yes, iHeartRadio. So if you got one of them new cars, one of them good cars, okay, one of them new good cars, and you got the apps loaded, I got a liberal friend who has the app in his car. He says, I, 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 I listen to you. Well, I don't listen to you all the time because you make me nuts, but I have it in my car. I said, beautiful. So if you got an iHeartRadio app, you can catch the Rob Zakari show on that app. So you could drive down the street and listen to us. You don't have to listen to Glenn Beck. <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to listen to Michael Medved, the worst host in the history of mankind. You don't have to listen to him. You can listen to us. Head starting. Don't forget, Monday, we will be talking to you from our new time, and that is 7 p.m. West Coast, 7 p.m. West Coast. You follow me? 7 p.m. West Coast. All right, so let's talk about a wiener. No, no, not that. Not going to be dirty here. We're going to talk about a wiener. During the break, just to give a little update, I watched a little more. I, well, I got to watch a little uh, of the uh, video that was leaked from, well, I guess it's not a leak. The, the family put the tape out. Family put the tape out. I guess the wife, that's the thing. The wives film their boyfriends or Husbands being shot. That's like the, the the thing to do. I didn't know that. But that's what you do now. You film your loved ones <laughs> being shot. But I watched um, the beginning of that footage. And... The police are saying, put the gun down. Put the gun down. Now, is there no gun? I mean, is is this where we're at now? That there's no gun? Is there, was there no gun? That That's my question. They're saying, put the gun down. Put the gun down. So was there no gun? To me, that's going to be the only debate. That, that, that's going to be the only debate. That's going to be the only debate. If he had a gun, 
End of story. If he had a gun, and the police are saying, the gun, put the gun down. I mean, you hear the cops saying that. And remember, this cop Remember, this cop is black. And you hear the wife saying, Keith, don't do it. So what is she saying, Keith, don't do what? What is she saying, Keith, not to do? I mean, this, as far as I could say, that's why, you know, if he has a gun, end of story. If he has a gun, end of story. If there's a gun, end of story. So, uh, there better not be a gun, <laughs> you know? There better not be a gun. I mean, they're better. I mean, that sounds. At the end of the day, because of all, everything that happened, Because you hear the police officer say, he's got a gun. Drop the gun. You hear the wife say, don't do it, Keith. Don't do it. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that was the video. I was just, again, looking at the, the video from the beginning. Um when we get off the show, we'll see more. But all right, so let's talk about Anthony Weiner, okay? Let's talk about Anthony Weiner. Now, this story, I think it's a pretty big story. I think it's a pretty big story. Now, of course, the media is not talking about it. And Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin got lucky. They got lucky that the riots, or as I would call it, the purge, they did. They got lucky. Because I think if there was no purge going on, the media would be forced. They would be forced into talking about Anthony Weiner. Especially since Andrew Cuomo commented on it. 
since New York City police are investigating the Anthony Weiner sexting with a child. The story goes like this, and it's such a long, long story, and I'm not going to go through all of the texts and the video, because there's an audio tape that the girl made, it's just, it's just, it's insane to go through every single video and every single tax and all the things. But in a nutshell, as you know, Anthony Weiner got caught, I think about a month ago, sexting an individual. And that was the quote-unquote last straw for Huma Abedin. He was sexting someone and taking pictures of himself while his infant child was sitting next to him or, or, or laying next to him And he had an erection. He had a full-on erection. Now, just the fact that somebody would take a picture of themselves, a selfie, while they have an erection in their shorts, while their infant child is right next to them, is disgusting, vile, and creepy, and downright criminal, as far as I'm concerned. But the fact that he was sexting, which is what basically ruined his career, not once, but twice. Once from the House of Representatives and a second time when he was running for mayor. And when this story broke, we got a statement from, I call it, the Clinton campaign, because that's what it was. That Huma Abedin was separating from Anthony Weiner. Not a divorce. Taking time from the campaign trail to um, gather my things, including my child. Set shop up at a different residence. Get a full-time nanny 
None of that. It was, oh, we're going to separate. So um, no more questions. I mean, what kind of mother? Seriously. What kind of mother? And I know any woman listening to this program is being outraged right now. I know any woman listening to this program is being outraged right now. Oh, you're being sexist. You're being... Teddy Wiener is a scumbag. He's a monster. But what does it say about Huma Abedin that there's pictures of her husband sexting and taking pictures of himself with a hard-on, with an erection, while her child is practically laying on top of it. And the only thing she does is puts out a statement that they're separating? What type of mother would not be on a plane setting up shop? Even if things are too busy. Even if you can't leave Hillary's side for too long. You get a hotel. And Huma has made and has enough money that we're not talking about a Motel 6, okay? Talking about, like, the Waldorf Astorian. Places like the Trump Plaza. Places that are a hotel, but they're not really a hotel. They're, they're live-in hotels. They're basically hotels with rooms that are big as 1,300 square foot apartments. Okay? They're basically apartments. Okay. You don't rush home and grab your child and set shop up someplace else. Well, how about how about finding out that your husband, and in this case Anthony Weiner, is sexting fifteen year old girls. And he knew she was fifteen. It wasn't a catch-a-predator situation. It wasn't an adult. This was a 15-year-old girl who said, I'm 15 years of age. I am a child. And Anthony Weiner said, I don't care. I don't care. 
He used the name T-Dog. I mean, this guy is just full of names. Rather, it's Carlos Danger, the Mongoose, T-Dog. But he told her, I would bust that tight blank so hard and so often that you would leak and limp for a week. You realize that? Wiener 100% knew that this was a child. So now, where's the pattern besides an obsession of sexting? Well, he's taking pictures of himself with an erection next to his infant child. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I don't even like to have sex in front of my dogs. I like kick my dogs out of the room when I'm making Catherine leak and limp for a week. course I'm joking there I don't make I don't make anybody limp for a week (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) but where's the pattern he's taking pictures of his erection with a child next to him and he's now sexting with a child talking about having sex with that child. And again, where is Huma Abedin? Why is this child not taken away from Anthony Weiner? Why have you not heard that Huma Abedin has taken time and left the campaign of Hillary Clinton to attend to her child? As far as we know, the child is still hanging out with Carlos Danger And his erection. I mean, what the hell does that say about Huma Abedin and her mindset as it pertains to children? And the welfare of a child. Imagine. Well, Jesus, look at the controversy 
Look at the controversy when close to 30-year revelations came out that involved Steve Bannon and his ex-wife. Think about the revelations and the outrage. The outrage. Oh, dear, the outrage. From Steve Bannon and his ex-wife from the early 90s. And yet, here you have, right now, right now, Huma Beaton and her husband, Huma Abedin and her husband, intertwined with sexting pictures of infant children and hard-ons and 15-year-old girls and having sex with them and making them like, you know, limp and walk weird. I there's nothing. And Huma Abedin's on. I mean, wh- where's Huma Abedin right now? Where's Huma Abedin right now? Where was Huma Abedin yesterday? When Hillary Clinton is doing Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis, or she's screaming into the camera. To the union heads. Why am I not up 50 points? Why am I not up 50 points? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because people don't know Trump's record yet. People don't know Trump's record yet. I would say Trump is more known than Hillary Clinton. I would say Trump is more known than Hillary Clinton. May, okay, okay. Maybe maybe Hillary is known at 100. Trump is known at 95. The voters, the 130 million people that will vote, they all know who Donald Trump is. There's not one thing. There's not one thing. That they haven't heard, that if they heard it, would make them go, oh, my God. I can't believe it. Oh, I am shocked. That's why I laugh when the left talks about the media. The left talks about their own. The media hasn't done a good enough job. What haven't they done a good enough job of? can't go after somebody more than the media goes after Trump without literally kicking them in the ding-ding. Without Anderson Cooper going, oh, Mr. Trump, can I just say something to you? Yeah, what, Anderson? F you and kick you in 
the ding ding. Other than that, well, I mean, that's all it is. Tune into CNN or MSNBC. Tune into CNN or MSNBC, and there is not one positive word ever spoken about Donald Trump. Not one. Not one. And the two surrogates don't Jeffrey Lord and Kellyanne McAfee and throw in Scotty Neal Hughes, they, they don't count. Everybody has surrogates. Take them out of the mix. There is more hatred. T- tune on 11.30 prime time or 11.30 late night TV. 12.30 late night TV. You will not find one late night talk show where they say anything positive about Trump. Nothing. The riots, the purge was the best thing that could have happened to the Democrats. Because once Andrew Cuomo talked about Wiener, once the authorities in New York were investigating, I mean, guys, anybody else, there would be child protective services, all, oh, like I said, the fact that nobody has come out and condemned Huma Abedin for just doing nothing. For hanging out with Hillary doing Between Two Ferns. For hanging out with Hillary while she's screaming about not being up 50% in the polls. There should have been a letter put out that said, Huma is getting a divorce from Anthony Weiner. And as we speak, she is... um, setting up her new living situation with her child because ultimately her child is the most important thing, but that's not what happened. They put out a press statement that said, oh, Huma's getting separated and the story. Well, where's the kid? Oh, the kid's still with Anthony. He's a good dad. He's a good dad. Taking pictures of his hard-on with the child as a good dad. Texting a 15-year-old girl talking about having sex with her as a good dad. Are you kidding me? Really? Nobody's saying a thing. No, nothing. Guys talking about rape fantasies. Guys talking about wanting to rape her. Rape a child? Rape a child and nobody's saying a thing? <laughs> nope, nope. Really? Really? No, nobody, nobody... Nobody's saying a thing. 
it's not it's not Huma's fault what her husband does. Well, you're right. It's not Huma's fault what her husband does, but it is her fault if she takes no action. If she takes no action, then yeah, there's some serious blame. If that child is still in the home with a sex predator, a chomo, Anthony Weiner, then yeah, yeah, there, there's, there, there, there's some, there's some problems, my friend. There's some serious problems. Some serious problems. Serious problems. It's amazing. I mean, I can't imagine any Republican who is so close to Donald Trump being involved. With anybody, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. But this is who we are. This is where we are. This is what is going on with the media, the Democrats, and a constant, and I mean constant, push to cover up anything bad, anything unsavory, anything sketchy that Democrats do. Carlos Danger, the Mongos, T-Dog, You are a chomo. You are a child predator. You are disgusting. And it almost seems like it's a pattern between the people that are in the Clinton camp and Clinton herself. Bill Clinton used to travel on an airplane with a pedophile. Bill Clinton would go to an island that was full of, and Hillary Clinton didn't think it was a big deal. Hillary Clinton was A-OK with it. And now you have a beating having no problem with her husband taking pictures 
of his erection alongside his infant child and, of course, sexting teen-year-old girl and talking about wanting to rape her and have sex that will be so hard and so rough that she will walk funny. It's a pattern, my friend. It's called enabling. It's one thing to enable somebody to cheat. It's another thing to enable somebody to be a child molester. And that is the Clinton campaign. Enabling child molesters everywhere. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back after these words. Are you, are you coming to the train led by a man who wants to break the chains? Establishment is terrified they can't control his reign. Let's meet this year on the tram train. Are you, are you Come into the train Where brave men called out For a wall built by crane Media is terrified They can't control his reign Let's meet this year On the Trump train Are you, are you Coming to the train Where brave men called out The fools who lead in vain Lobbyists are terrified they can't control our reign. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. Are you, are you coming to the train? Wear a hat of hope side by side with me. Make America great again. Break the chain. Let's meet this year on the Trump train. And we are going to be respected by the world again and not laughed at like we're all a bunch of stupid people being led by incompetent politicians. It's not going to go on any longer. Are you, are you coming to the train to take our great country back again? Join a revolution, break the chains, let me this year. On the Trump train. We're going to win at the borders. We're going to win. And we're going to keep winning. And we are going to make America great again. Greater than ever before. Greater than ever before. And to those listening, please don't stay home in November. If you love our country and love your children as much as I know that you do, 
stand and speak and vote your conscience, vote for candidates up and down the ticket who you trust to defend our freedom and to be faithful to the Constitution. of the New York delegation. And I will tell you, it is love of freedom that has allowed millions to achieve their dreams. Like my mom, the first in her family to go to college, and my dad, who's here tonight, who fled prison and torture in Cuba, coming to Texas with just $100 sewn into his underwear. And it is love that I hope will bring comfort to a grieving nine-year-old girl in Dallas. And God willing, propel her to move forward and dream and soar and make her daddy proud. We must make the most of our moments to fight for freedom, to protect our God-given rights, even of those with whom we don't agree, so that when we are old and gray and when our work is done, and we give those we love one final kiss goodbye. We will be able to say, freedom matters, and I was part of something beautiful. the American people, the case each person in this room has to make to the American people is to commit to each of them that we will defend freedom and be faithful to the Constitution. Now, I know some of you went, Rob, well, to Rob's a carry show, we're back. I know some of you said, Rob, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are you playing Ted Cruz? Why were you doing it? Well, there's breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there's breaking news. Well, there's two breaking news stories. There's one breaking news story that Ted Cruz is going to be endorsing Donald Trump soon. Yes. Lion Ted. <laughs> Lion Ted. That's that was my favorite video. I 
I digress. We'll get back to that. But Ted Cruz, I know I shouldn't be saying lying Ted because we want all the Cruz bots. We want all the Cruz bots. But that's not the bigger story. The bigger story is Glenn Beck. I, was, I just got notification. I just got notification on this. Glenn Beck just killed himself. Yes, Glenn Beck just killed himself. He killed himself. It was a, it was, well, it's, it's actually a murder. It's a, it's a, it was a murder suicide pack between Glenn and the other two retards that are on his program that, uh, <laughs> I got, I, I don't know who's worse if it's Glenn or the two retards that, uh, that are on there with him. What, I, I, you know what, while we're sitting here, <laughs> Who are they? Glenn Beck's retards. Like that won't it won't come up. Glenn Beck uh, sidekicks, right? Is that what you put? I know that's that's not the story, but I just I just need to know. Oh, Pat Gray, is that it? Pat Gray. Pat Gray. I think that that Pat Gray. Ah, oh, what a He's a member of the cheat from of the Church of Jesus Christ. He's a Mormon. He believes in magic underpants. Go figure. Go figure. Pat Gray. So that's Pat. So one of those idiots are Pat Gray. Okay, Pat Gray, right? Pat Gray. Let me write this down. So Pat Gray. So I guess Glenn is Glenn Beck a Mormon too? I see I'm not a big Glenn Beck follower. Like I said, when I go into the Valley, like once a week, tw- no, nah, I take that back. I, I don't, I'm, I'm fibbing three times a week. I'll have to um, go into the Valley and pick a product up uh, and do things uh, of that nature. Rather it's t-shirts or, or I don't know, but things of that nature. And, um, when I do, I'll put Glenn back on. And um, listen to him cry and whine and the whole thing. So, uh, wait a minute. I'm trying to find this. And it says that they resigned. I guess so. I guess Stu and Pat are not there. Are they not there? I know there's got to be some some Glenn Beck fans out there. I know there's got to be some listeners. <laughs> who is who are the two idiots? But anyways, they're dead too. Okay, <laughs> they're dead too. They all they they killed themselves. So the one sidekick, whoever it is, whatever Mormon it is, he killed the one guy. The other guy killed the other guy, <laughs> and then and then Ted Cruz, or, uh, or and then Glenn Beck turned the gun on him because of Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is responsible for the death of Glenn Beck and his two uh, sidekicks, and I don't know what their names are, and because when I click on the old uh, goggle, 
I'm just I I'm seeing I I put sidekick Glenn Beck and it says these guys actually uh, um are not there anymore. But I, I don't know. You know I don't know. Glenn Beck. <laughs> He's gonna lose his mind. Oh, now I'm gonna now I'm actually going. Now oh, I drop my 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 drop. <laughs> I'm gonna have to put on Glenn Beck now. I'm gonna have to. Oh, I think uh, when I listen to Beck, I think it's it's the. Uh, I don't think I listen to him live. I think they have him. Um, I think they have him on a uh, on a delay. I think he's on in the morning. Yeah, I think he's on in the morning. Ah, oh, man. So I I don't I don't think uh, <laughs> I don't think he'll be uh, he'll have the news yet. Like I don't think he got the well. Maybe he did. Maybe he pre. Maybe somebody tipped him off. Like maybe the cruise people were like, hey. Glenn, because remember why I'm saying this, in case you haven't been following, Glenn, I, I mean, I, I never seen or heard of a radio guy uh, running around and uh, supporting a candidate like Beck did. Yeah, 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 Hannity. But listen, Hannity is now part of the, you know, Getting a Republican elected. Hannity wasn't running around with Trump five months ago, six months ago. I mean, he was nice to all the candidates. I know the cruise bots think everybody was mean to them. Everybody was mean. But listen, Hannity was was nice to all the re- he would go Christie Huckabee. He was chill with all of them. So I never seen a talk show host do what Beck did. I mean, I mean, Beck would he would go out and he would pray. He'd go out there to these rallies and and talk about how God wants Ted Cruz to be president. <laughs> He's just nuts. He's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. And if you listen to him, uh, he talks about not voting for Trump because of principles. Can't vote for Trump. Can't vote for Trump. He's got principles. And his little douchey sidekicks. Principles. Principles. And they were all about, see, Ted Cruz. Look what Ted Cruz did at the convention. He talked about principles. He talked about voting with your conscience. He's not selling out. He's not selling out. And now we're getting word that Ted Cruz is going to endorse Trump. <laughs> ah, Glenn Beck, he's just got a, he's looking for the gun to put in his mouth. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Even the other liberal, dark liberal, the other, uh, uh, <laughs> and you know why I say liberal? Because they bash on Trump like the liberals do. So when you hear Beck, 
go after Trump, it's no different than listening to the liberals go after Trump. So they're liberals. But Ben Shapiro is the other um, no-Trumper. He's the other douche. (laughs) Ah, Ben Shapiro, he's just very upset. He's very upset. He's very upset. Benny's upset. (laughs) He's very upset. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Ted Cruz endorses Donald Trump and Glenn Beck commits murder, suicide with his two douchey sidekicks. Ah, it's so funny. (laughs) Ah, it's so funny. Ben Shapiro. You know, like I said, when you listen to Shapiro and you listen uh, to Beck, and you listen to the Never Trumpers, their whole, well, Trump is this and Trump is that, and the principles. Here's the principle. You have two parties. You got a Republican, you got a Democrat. You heard Obama, didn't you? Obama stood up there and said, all you black people, If you don't vote for this old white lady, it is an insult to me. It is a slap in my face. You want to send me out? You want to do something nice for me? Vote for this old white lady. Obama said, yeah, I know she's an old white lady. I know. When I ran against her in 08, She said horrible things about me. I know her campaign sent out pictures of me dressed in African Muslim garb and tried to seem like I was a other than um, an American. I I know all these things. But here's the fact. It doesn't matter if it's Trump. It doesn't matter if it's Cruz. It doesn't matter if it's Rubio. It's a Republican. We are Democrats. And a Republican gets in the White House, they are going to undo everything that I have done for the last eight years. And in fact, it will make my presidency look like a failure. And you don't want the first black president to go down as a failure. So all of my black brothers and sisters... You must vote for the old white lady who is incompetent, who is sick, who is a liar, and who I can't stand. But at the end of the day, she's a Democrat, I'm a Democrat, you're a Democrat, and that's all that matters. And then he dropped the mic, and he left.
And the Republican Party, the Republican Party seem to understand that. They don't seem to get that. And remember what I said. It has nothing to do with principles. has nothing to do with tone. Because nine out of ten times, all of these never-Trumpers, you will find either are not making money from Trump, they were either dissed by Trump, in some way, they all wanted to be part of Trump. They all wanted to be part of the campaign, but at some point, they felt slighted. And so in turn, it is a never-Trump movement based on false principles. I mean, what does this say to the Cruz supporters, the Beck people who held Ted Cruz in this regard of being a principled and somebody that is above politics and stands by his convictions. And that's why at that convention, he stood on that stage and said, F you, Trump, and F you, Trumpsters. What does that, what does that say, Glenn? What does that say, Ben? What does that say, Ben Saff? What does that say to all you people that held Ted Cruz in this regard of of almost a a godlike figure? What does it say? What does that say? You stupid never-Trumpers. You just don't get it. You're stupid, ignorant, and you're jealous. Your little schoolgirls and little schoolboys that were never picked for dodgeball, were never picked to dance at the homecoming, you were always last, and no one ever liked you. So in turn, you are jealous, you are spiteful. And you will do everything in your power to hurt your own interests. Your friends' interests. Because your feelings were hurt. Pathetic. And that is the one thing that makes Democrats ten times better than Republicans, and it's that one thing that I miss is that Democrats stick together and it doesn't even matter if one of their own is indicted, is a criminal. It doesn't matter if they go against the platform, it doesn't matter. 
they got a D next to their name, they live and die with them. Because ultimately, option has an R next to their name. And hell will freeze over before they let anybody with an R next to their name tell them what to do and control anything that they're involved with. Us, on the other hand, us Republicans are petty, petulant little children. So Rob Zakaria Show, we're out of here. Guys, listen, we'll be back Monday at 7 p.m. West Coast time, 10 p.m. East Coast time. That is our new times. We will be broadcasting and talking about uh, the Trump and Clinton debate. It's going to be huge. It's going to be big. And we're taking bets. If Hillary is going to pass out, is she going to cough? Is she going to overfill her pee bag? Is her catheter going to break? Going to happen? That is the question. We will see you guys Monday night. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Don't take any wooden nickels. Don't get caught in the riots. If you get pulled over, put your hands up. Don't engage with the police. And don't be higher drunk. All right. We'll see you guys Monday. It's Rob's Carry Joe. Goodbye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.